0: How's it going on this great Wednesday afternoon? My name is Hayden Joyner, and this is Off the Bench, your top sports talk show here on XLR, Land University Radio. I am with co host Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. As always, guys, how are we doing?
1: What's popping, man?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing dandy. 100 episodes of Off the Bench is will be complete after this, but I'm just...
1: Pretty just... surreal, man. You know, this, this was your and Jameson's vision originally, and yeah. Chris came in, and then shortly thereafter, I came in, and... You know, we we've been with at the 50 and 75 milestones, but you know, 100 yep. now is pretty pretty insane. 100 is big time. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And I was scared we weren't going to make it to 100. I mean, for a long time, COVID kind of cut a lot of that out. And those I mean, like you said, it's been my goal since freshman year. COVID lost us a couple episodes. There's been some, you know, work on the station happened last year, and so we missed like about a month of shows. Then we were we were able to get some some Zoom episodes, which helped us out a little bit. Yeah, still doing them weekly, like when we would have done when we have done the normal radio show but to hit 100 it's a great it's a great milestone hopefully the show make lives up to the expectations we're going to have some cool stuff coming out with it and some fun today got some dr- grid trivia later on got some masters mm. talk talk some golf for the first time on the show in about a year ever, ever since the last yeah. masters pretty much yeah i
1: think we've only talked about it twice masters last year and we did like a live golf saga yeah. over the summer and that was about I feel it like
0: we've done yeah. two masters because because of COVID, wasn't there two masters in the same calendar year or something like that? Yeah, there was like a uh, spring and yeah. like November. Wasn't late,
1: it? yeah, late 2020, and then uh, and in the spring of 21, right? Yeah, I
0: think yeah, we did both. I think we covered both of those. Then we did the live golf and last summer, and now we're gonna do this one. So yeah, you guys get your golf kick in because I know absolutely nothing besides Tiger Woods was in some kind of weird car wreck about a decade ago. Other than that, I don't know a lot about a lot about oh, golf. Like two he years was ago, also in yeah. another one. Oh, another one two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, he's been in two pretty big ones now. Yeah, well, before we get to that, we're going to touch up on a thing we've been following the last couple of months. Obviously, March has just ended. It's now our first episode of April, and March Madness ended this past uh, this past weekend. On Monday night, it concluded with the men's tournament, and not like what a lot of people predicted, it was UConn over the San Diego State Aztecs in the national championship. UConn beats them 76-59, to a four seed over a five seed, and I mean, we talked about it last show, the final four was just a mix of teams that... You never would have predicted to be this far. Miami, UConn, San Diego State, and Florida Atlantic, all in the Final Four. Compare that to last year of the full Blue Bloods. Compared to this year of just absolutely, besides UConn, who's kind of supplanting themselves as a the Blue Blood. I feel like now with their their three, fifth fifth uh, championship in twenty four years. Yeah,
1: yeah, three times since we've been alive. Three, so yeah. not too shabby.
0: It's pretty good for them. So. What did you guys, I mean, check out these games. Obviously, it was an exciting weekend overall for basketball with the men's tournament and the women's tournament. We can touch on that too if y'all would like to because that was certainly entertaining to watch. But, I mean, UConn kind of swept by both of the schools they had to play. Miami, we kind of thought last week, last Wednesday when we talked about it, that they were going to be kind of a formidable match for UConn a little bit. They had a lot of scores in the 20-plus point range for a lot of their matchups this tournament, the Hurricanes did. And UConn kind of walked all over them, destroyed them 50, uh, 60, no, 72 to 59, the 13-point margin being their closest game since the brackets were released. So that just goes to show UConn's – they've been walking through this tournament an average of 20-point victories the entire way. I mean, we kind of all said – like, we raised our hands last week and said, UConn, do we all think UConn's going to win it? Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. We kind of all believed that. Was there really any doubt this whole Final Four in Houston that UConn didn't have this in the bag?
1: To us, I mean, I don't think so. I think there were some other people out there who were very optimistic of other teams, you know, Mm -hmm being able to maybe climb over that mountain, but obviously it didn't happen. Uh, I did not watch the UConn-Miami game. However, I did watch the thrilling into to the San Diego State-Florida-Atlantic game mm-hmm. in which there was a buzzer beater. And uh, I was like, you know, that's that's going to be good momentum going into the national championship. Yeah, Turned out thought, yeah. definitely not enough. They were down but,
0: by 10 points within, like, early in the first half. Yeah, just, I mean. It was over very was, quickly. They
1: have, I mean, they got clawed back to like five or six points at one point, and that was after that. It was read them and weep for UConn. But, you know, you got to shout out Dan Hurley and that that squad. I mean, that's the third coach uh, Mm -hmm. in the last three national championships that they've been to that have all won, or their last three coaches in succession that have each won a national championship. Yes, yes. So, I mean, you know, that that club's got, you know, unprecedented things going on where – all the other big schools that we see have had coaches for the past 40 years that have been the same coach. I mean, you know, Shashevsky, Williams, Calipari, I mean, all of those sort of guys. So it's good to see, you know, teams have transition in and transition out within their own program, but have the same results. I think that's pretty interesting to see.
2: Yeah, I mean, just a round of applause for UConn and everything that they were able to accomplish this year and just dominating – the entire tournament, unlike anything I've ever seen in the tournament, at least as of lately, with just, like you said, 13 point margin of victory was the smallest, the smallest, the entire bracket. Yeah, that's just wild. And you know, you're playing the best of the best in the tournament, regardless of seeding and all that. You got, you're just, you're playing really good teams I mean, you gotta be really good to make it to the tournament. And uh, the further you go, it's just gonna get harder. So just major props to UConn for what they're able to accomplish as a team. And for the head, like Liam said, that head coach, rallying the troops and getting everybody to play at such a high level uh, as a unit i mean i'm just looking over yukon's like whole season and outside of xavier nobody really had their number i mean they mm-hmm. played very close games for the majority of the season even if they lost and they were just beating really good opponents which i mean that's what great teams do and uh i want to say yukon's favorite to win it again next year that's it. yeah i mean and they should be as long as they keep this core i don't think that anything is going to change anytime soon so i mean like you said they're really establishing themselves as a blue blood with the uh fifth championship now and i don't think that's going to slow down with what they have and what they've built just in this past year yeah
0: yeah their margin of victory i saw some stat the margin of victory like 20 points i think was their average uh margin of victory throughout the entire tournament that's on par with like i think five or six other tournament runs in the history of the ncaa and all of those other ones have been established teams they all won the national championship and yukon joins that list of teams that just absolutely blow by dominate the entire way all the way to national championship. And like, like you said, Liam, you know, third coach in the last three tries to do it, their fifth national championship I mean, really in our lifetimes. I mean, the States back to 1999, that's just a year before we were born. Yeah. So they've been, I mean, they've been more of a blue blood than, you know, my team, Kentucky has been for, for a lot of it. Duke's not won five championships in that time span. Villanova has been more of a blue blood than I mean, even Kentucky has in the last years. And UConn, you know, they're really supplanting themselves. I'd say if, like, if you're considering a list of Blue Bloods now, you have to consider UConn in it. I always have. They've earned their spot. Yeah.
1: I mean, if you look at, like, the, I saw a stat today that was combining men's and women's, which is unfair in some regard, but UConn had 15, and the next closest one was Baylor at four. So, I mean, that just shows that they've, basketball is their thing up there, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's not going to change for sure. you got to –
0: I mean, it's it's Connecticut. you got to do indoor sports. Yeah, and (laughs) I want to say (laughs) – They don't have football.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, they do have football, but it's – hey, I think they made a bowl game this year. They have football, but they don't have football. Yeah. They don't have – yeah but uh, like last week i said adama sanogo was looking like player of the tournament and uh I think turn he, uh,
0: he, won
2: get, it. he got it, right? oh, oh yeah oh yeah players. he he should he should have i he mean a nice little double double in the championship game well
1: i mean there's he i saw a stat that was there was four people that have had uh, 20 plus points a game while averaging 65% field goal percentage throughout yes. the tournament Adama Sonogo, Hakeem Olajuwon, Christian Leitner, and then like Cliss Robertson or someone who played at Arkansas <laughs> in 93 or something like Pretty that. Pretty decent company for college, yeah. college stars. Yeah. yeah, I'd say. I mean, Christian Leitner's arguably the most intimidating player in college basketball history, and Hakeem Olajuwon's an all-around goat. So.
0: Yeah. Well, looking back to the Final Four matchup, San Diego State and FAU, 72-71 to victory. You touched on that, Liam. I watched that game for the most part. I think last week, y'all were very high. We made our predictions on San Diego State. You believe the Aztecs were going to get to the championship. I, I was firmly with Florida Atlantic. I, I thought the Owls just had that mojo with them. And I was looking good until the last 2.3 seconds, whatever it was. Yeah. And, uh, <sighs> just just that close. That close.
1: Came off his fingertips like .6 yeah. and bam.
0: Yeah, Lamont Butler's game-winning shot. Funny Fun fact on that, that's the first buzzer beater in Final Four in NCAA championship history where it was hit by the trailing team. Mm. That makes sense. You know, there's never been a buzzer beater where a team is So they've always been tied. It's always been from ties to yeah. injuries. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, looking back to like the 2016 National Championship, Villanova over right. North Carolina, that was a tie, I think 76-76 at the time. Tie, 74, whatever it was. Tie game. This was the first time in the history where a Final Four championship game was decided by a buzzer beater by the trailing team. That's and interesting. I saw that I was like, I couldn't believe that. That's an interesting stat. Yeah, You would have thought that's happened plenty of times, but... It's always in those big moments, and I mean, the buzzer beaters either happen in the lower lower round games or they're from ties. So interesting, interesting there, very, yeah.
1: Which I mean, yeah, it's like I mean, you're playing 32 games in the first round compared to two games in the final four. So there's as
0: many games in the opening round of 64 as there are in the last 30 years of the final four. Yeah, Yeah. whoever the math goes there. So interesting, ridiculous.
2: Now I have a question. Yeah, do we think now this is a little bit speculation maybe but do we think that something like we just got in this bracket the march madness bracket if there was something similar in football do we think you could have the same like variation in teams or is it not possible in football like when when
0: it comes to championship
2: winners yeah like are you would you ever see a four and five seed
0: in the college football playoff national championship i don't think so i don't think so either that's what i'm thinking because In basketball, and in college especially, there's so much behind just, like, momentum Mm -hmm. and just, like, the feeling of the game, and teams are built a lot differently. And and while basketball is a team sport, individuals can go off and really help a team win. With football, especially in the college ranks, the difference between, like, just, like, players of Alabama versus, like, you know, UConn, like to look at the very bottom of of college football – just like the size of the players is so different that it's almost unfair. Yeah. Whereas in college, all the dudes are roughly, you know, five eleven to six five and they're you know, they're roughly the same size. They might be worse shooters on the worst teams, but they can get hot at the right time and win. Yeah, and
2: it's a lot less players
0: yeah. impacting yeah. the game. Well less and variables, stuff like that.
1: We see like, you know, the same handful of teams have been dominating college football for the past fifteen years. Right. You know, and that same time period we've seen, you know. 50 different contenders in basketball, yeah, at I least. Mean, every year it's yeah. going to change. Yeah, I mean.
0: If, that, if, if this year isn't anything to, like, this year's to go off of, any team could contend for Yeah, I mean. It. No yeah. Blue Bloods, no one, I don't know if there's Florida any. Atlantic
1: could never when's, in football, you yeah, know.
0: When's the last repeat bracket March
2: Madness basketball champion? Has there been one in a while? Was yeah, like, Florida. Did Florida win two? Florida, like, yeah. They went back to back? Yeah. I think that was it. So yeah. That was what, like late 2000s? five, oh mid- six, 2000s? something like yeah, that, or a maybe even. A yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, it kind of coincided with their football. Yeah. Yeah. They,
0: it was a good time to be a Florida Gator. No the, doubt. Yeah. There. I saw a video the other day where it was like they did the math on what four year time span would have been the best to be a college student. Yeah. And that time of Florida, they said was the number one. Like it was ahead of like, like 2012 to 15 Alabama and some other things because you yeah. get like two football, two. Uh, basketball championships, you get Tebow mania and all there too. Yeah, so.
2: not a great time to be a Buckeye though, because for their football championship they beat us, and their basketball championship yeah. they beat us. Was that the so same year?
0: It was like or was it back in like
2: a year span? Yeah, yeah. Is that like the January and then the and March? You know what's even better? We were favored in both. Life of a Buckeye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> favored
0: in both, I believe, and lost. Yeah. I think I think you are right, UConn will be the favorite next year. Kentucky brings in the number one recruiting class, I think, currently, but next year's gonna be another insane year, hopefully. I mean, just between the last two seasons of college basketball, it's gonna be it's been ridiculous and hopefully next year is is just as good. Um do we wanna touch on the women's tournament at all? Yeah. I mean it was Pretty, pretty popular. So yeah.
1: I didn't watch too much of it, but we can.
0: Yeah, yeah. more viewers uh, than like the NBA Finals, the NBA All Star Game. I think the Pro Bowl, like nine point nine million viewers. I think for the final between LSU and Iowa, LSU came away with the victory, dropping over a hundred points, and obviously the drama with Caitlin Clark and yeah. uh, the other girl I can't remember. Her Angel name. Reese. Angel Reese, yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. I didn't watch too much of it because uh, I was watching. That came on Sunday, so I was watching yeah. racing, and uh, Cole was out in the living room hooting and hollering at it, saying that the refs were horrible. I don't know if that's they been, were very bad. I don't know if that's been something that's been echoed across social uh, that's media. That's been echoed very, very yeah.
0: strong. I think everything I saw on Twitter that Sunday afternoon when the game concluded was just like. You know, it was a good game. It was two great teams in college basketball. Great storylines for both sides. Yeah, and the refs really ruined it. I think what really hit the nail was that Caitlin Clark had three fouls. You get five total, and the fourth call was a technical foul on her just for like tossing the ball behind her back. And like she didn't say a word. She didn't taunt or anything. No. And so, and it wasn't even like
1: that that aggressive of a throw or anything. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people
0: were mad about that because that kind of took her out of the game. It did in a way because she she has to, you know, you have to back off with four fouls, and you know Iowa couldn't afford to lose her to foul trouble anyway. Yeah. So that made her back off. And I think this was, like, at the height of Iowa's kind of comeback in the later second half. They were trailing most of the game. Yeah. And with her backing off, they kind of allowed LSU to finish the job very quickly.
1: Well, they were down by, like, 16 or something at one point. And then, yeah. like, I literally went to the bathroom and came back, and they were only down by five yeah. or yeah. something like that. And I was like, wow, that's – I mean, it just shows you how Caitlin Clark can control a game, how captivating her game really is. And, I mean – you know, if she's not shooting from the logo, I mean, she's having some sick assists going to inside or, you know, to the other guard, number 24 on the outside. I mean, she was hitting threes when Caitlin was on the floor as well. But yeah, I mean, you got to give props to LSU because, I mean, the whole nation was pretty much behind Iowa. So yeah, yeah, I mean, mean,
0: yeah, LSU held strong. They, you know, they didn't get intimidated by Iowa and Caitlin Clark because I think that was the nation's favorite. Like after the performance they put together and You know, Kaelin Clark dropping, what was it, 40 against uh, South Carolina, 41. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone was, like, on that hype train. Like, you you defeat the undefeated team. Single-handedly, pretty much. Single-handedly. You scored over half your team's points. They only put up 77. She dropped 41 of the 77. Yeah. Then you go into the National Championship, which she still dropped 30, which is, you know.
2: With foul trouble. With foul trouble. She could have dropped 50. honestly, it wasn't a great shooting night either. No. She missed quite a few shots, so she still dropped 30. That's because she was
1: pulling up from everywhere. Like, her momentum and stuff was not... She wasn't like setting before she she was shooting.
2: Like got hot, she probably would have dropped fifty.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, even with if she didn't have foul trouble and how she was playing, she could have been close to it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean LSU. I mean they just. It was a night 102 total points, winning 102 to 85, a 17 point victory. It was a night where none of them could miss. Ladeja Williams 20 points. Alexis Morris. 21 points, Jasmine Carson, 22 <laughs> points. I think she had 21 in the first half. Can we take a t- like 10 a of 10 on shooting? To look at some of these names, how about last tier Poa? Last tier Poa.
2: Yeah, last tier Poa. Interesting. How about that? I don't even know how to pronounce. Was it Flage Johnson? Flage Johnson. Yeah, I think that's right.
0: No,
1: but I thought the, I like uh, that first one. The the sounds last Samoan. Tier. Yeah, last yeah. tier
0: Poa. That's that's quite something. Huh? It sounds
1: Samoan or Hawaiian yeah. or whatever.
0: Yeah. What do we think with, with women's basketball? I mean, obviously, there was huge hype this tournament, this Final Four, the Caitlin Clark run, you know, Naismith Player of the Year. She won this year is this kind of i don't want to, i want to say it's very lightly is this kind of like a women's basketball fad right now or is it going to continue on the next season and hopefully they can continue this viewership increase that they saw this year
1: i th- i mean honestly i think it's kind of a fad cuz i mean she's getting lots of hype throughout all sorts of media you know from mainstream on you know monday mornings to you know sports center at 9am to yeah. you know she's on instagram and stuff a lot you know uh doing Kind of NIL stuff and whatnot. And I mean, it's like we've said, I mean, she's most exciting female player I've ever watched in yeah. maybe any sport. So, yeah. you know, I got to give her props for doing her thing her way because I mean, that's just different. It's not, I haven't seen anything like that. I mean, we've seen dominating players on the women's side, but not how she, you know, just shoots it from everywhere. So I think it's different. I don't know. I think it'll translate some, but it's not going to be you know massive numbers like they were getting.
2: Yeah, I think it'll definitely help to maybe grow the game to get this more consistent mm-hmm. um, in the future, because you know there's there's girls going to be watching Caitlin Clark and oh, yeah. idolizer and trying to yeah. do the same thing. Yeah, that's what the sport needed. I mean, Caitlin Clark, like Liam said, is probably the most exciting women's player ever already. I mean, just because she's doing things that no girl has ever done, yeah. I mean, she's doing things that I've never seen a woman's basketball player do. She could shoot, uh, just as efficient in the NBA. I mean, if she's playing from with the same, I'm not saying against those players, if you're just but walking, I'm up, saying I mean, if you're walking, court, up and pulling yeah. up from
0: 40 feet, not really, no, not I mean, really going to stop that, yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, this is like Steph Curry we're watching playing yeah. women's basketball. Well, that,
0: that's kind of who I compare it to is Steph Curry because yeah. even before, before Steph Mania kind of took off in the late, uh, the early 2010s. You know, we had I, we had LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Russell, Wes, Russ Book was still all these, you know, these big players in the NBA. Yeah. But as soon as Steph Curry just kind of came onto the scene and just lit up those deep threes, like, you know, kids wanted his jersey. Kids th- said, you know, Steph Curry or Curry when they shot baskets. No one did that with like Durant, really. And even though you could argue Durant's just as good of a player overall as Steph Curry, no one did that. It was just kind of like a big movement in the youth. And I think Caitlin Clark can be that for the women's game a lot of ways because it's it's not that the it's not just that she's a great player. We've seen plenty of great players in women's sports across basketball, you know, soccer, tennis, a lot of major stuff we've seen in the Olympics every year. There's always, you know, women athletes that get all these attention. Yeah. But I think with Caitlin Clark, what she did was there's just a different kind of pizzazz to her game. It's it's not just impressive on a performance aspect, but it's just uh, it's impressive from just the pure swagger, the pure dominance she had a lot of, over a lot of these players. I mean, dropping 41 points and 30 points respectively in the final four in the championship game is something that you just don't see a lot. With the women's game you don't see a lot in the men's game really yeah. either no so I think just the way she was just able to pop off like that you know have the swagger she does her little taunts you know she celebrates in ways yeah, that I mean she's got before. that killer instinct killer instinct and You don't yeah. see that
2: out of women very often that's why it's so hard to watch sometimes women's sports is because they just they go out there and they're just you know they're so like here Get the they're, job like, done. they're just so average and level like mm-hmm. emotion wise that's why it's so hard to watch women's golf because we've never seen any female golfer act like Tiger does on a golf course. Yeah, like she's showing emotion and, and getting excited. That's what women's sports lacks. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's so it's people aren't out there watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because there's actually a girl bringing a killer instinct and attitude that people can get behind and watch and be like, okay, you know, this is this is fun. This is exciting. Yeah. And she's pulling up from three in people's faces. And doing all kinds of these celebrations yeah. and, and bringing the cocky mentality. And that's what people
0: follow. It, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, that works in literally every sport. You yeah. look at the NFL, it, the wide receiver Divas, Odell. There's a reason he's so popular, even though he's not on a team. Yeah. It's because yep. he has an instinct. You know, you he's at, you one at, of the
1: most followed players still on social media and yeah. he hasn't played. And
2: yeah, when, when you bring that mentality and then you win on top of that, yeah. look at Conor mm-hmm. McGregor. The yeah. guy's like, works he's not too. like an elite level fighter in skill wise. I mean, he's a good boxer and mm-hmm. he's a, uh, Good with throwing punches and all, but outside of that, he's not like amazing. But he talked his way to all the money he's got. Talk, talk, you walk your walk. Yeah, I mean, he, he has some both. good wins. Backed it up, got in people's heads, made them fear him, and mm-hmm. he won. And now, look, the dude's freaking multi-multi millionaire. Mm-hmm. And now, look at Caitlin Clark; she's doing the same, yeah. similar type of thing. That's what women's sports needs, man. You need some fire. I mean, that's yeah. what it's been lacking for. Like, People follow eternity. the fire.
0: That's very true. I mean, look at, I mean, even NASCAR, Liam. I mean people hate kyle bush but i mean he's as popular as he is because he just you know he'll throw a punch and he'll do whatever he wants yeah i mean swagger. we need you need more kyle bushes need a little less uh that's, Matt what, that's why world.
1: people well yeah that's why people are gravitating <laughs> towards ross Chastain right now yeah he's one of the best things for nascar even though he's getting on half of fans nerves and the other half of fans love him mm-hmm. yeah so. you're either
2: i mean you're definitely gonna have a lot of haters but either, you're gonna have a big following yeah, too either
1: way it's good for the sport
0: Yep. yeah I mean, I'm happy for women's basketball. I posted the graphic earlier today. Highest attendance in their tournament history, highest viewership in their national championship history, and I hope it only climbs from here. The women's World Cups around the corner, so hopefully they can bring the women's sports kind of hype train towards that soon. And you know, you know, more sports the merrier. I think it's been enjoyable for me to watch the women's world or the women's uh, March Madness this season, and hopefully, you know, we have that entertainment next year to continue watching it. But it's been fun. True doubt. Hop over on a different sport. We're coming up tomorrow, yes, the sir. Sixth through the ninth, the Masters. It is the correct me if I'm wrong. The eighty seventh Masters. Is that correct?
1: Ah, uh, eighty sixth, maybe. It's one of 87 One of the, uh, I'll take, one of the I'll two. I'll take fifty fifty. Yeah.
0: Chris, I had a graphic up on off the bench on the Instagram page along last year where you predicted Scotty Shepard to win it last mm-hmm. year, and you got that right. So I expect the same level of excellence this year I'll as best. well. <laughs> um, Augusta National starting up tomorrow. I'll leave the floor to you two because you know you know the most about all of this. Um, give me predictions. Give me give me your thoughts on this going forward. Who's going to win this whole thing? And uh, clue me in if you want to clue me in. But y'all roll with this.
1: So like, I mean, there's there's three obvious favorites to everyone's eye right now and that's the top three players in the world two of them have had good streaks this season John Rom went on an insane streak where he won like three or four starts or something like that Scotty you know won the two biggest tournaments so far this calendar year Uh, I mean Rory's always up near the top of the leaderboard and you know there's but like all the other players we would expect to see in contention like Spieth and Justin Thomas and you know Matt Fitzpatrick and people of that caliber have not been near the top of the leaderboard so like which one of those guys are you thinking could could maybe contend with Rory and Scotty and John Rom
2: I mean there's so many guys that I think can contend. there's I mean, I mean you got your Patrick Cantlay You your can your always contend Sanders. here yeah. yeah I mean there's the the beauty of what we have now in on the PGA Tour is so many talented young players that can come and hang with these guys any given week and that's why it's so much fun to watch. Well, used to be so much fun to watch golf before the whole live thing happened. We yeah. split them up into two. But it's good now that we have the Masters so we can see them all play against each other again. Right. Actually see yeah, the I mean, best of the there's best There's
1: 18 golfers from the live tour that are playing this week in the yep. 88 golfer field. So they have good representation as well.
2: I mean, we, we have no idea. We could see just a absolute clinic from guys like Bryson, mm-hmm. DJ, Brooks, your bombers, who can go out there and just overpower the course. And if they get hot with the putter, they could just take it so low out there. I mean, we saw it with DJ in November when he won. He yeah. It was what, almost, was he 20? 20. Yeah, I mean, that's just what those guys can do if they get hot. And we know Brooks plays really well in majors. Bryson went on that just tear at the U.S. Open when he won and just ran away with it. Right. And, I mean, there's just so many of these caliber guys. You got your, you know, Joaquin Neiman is a very talented player. Yeah. Um Max Homa is extremely He's talented. number five in the world now. Yeah, I mean he could win, he could easily win this golf tournament yeah, with Kawa. Well. Yeah, Zalatoris. I mean, he's played very, very well in majors. He's just yeah. trying to break. Cam down.
1: Smith won the last major and <laughs> nobody's even said his name on coverage. Yeah. So we
2: we're talking about it on the way up. Sam Burns just won here recently. Yeah. Long hitter, plays well uh in these big time tournaments. I mean, Tony Fee now has always played well at Augusta. Fleetwood still looking for his first major? Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys can win. That's why it's really hard to predict it. Um, I don't know, man. It's I think I'm looking at, like, you know, the Pat Cantlay's, Morikawas, Xanders, the younger um, guys on the tour that can hang with these Rorys and, and uh, Roms and yeah. guys like that. But
1: So for those who don't know, some renovations have been made to yeah. the backside of the course on especially – Hole number 13, a par five in Amon corner, corner, uh, which has been very gettable in the past few years. At, uh, well, really, past every year. Uh, I mean, people were hitting a three-wood, then going eight-iron. And oh, yeah. this year, I mean, you're going to have to drive five-iron, you know, 12 inches above your feet. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays. I mean, DJ, like you said, one of the bombers on tour, said he's going to lay, lay up all four days, which, you know, if they're going to have a – five iron in their hand. They're not going to lay up on a par five, but I mean, you got Rays Creek that's guarding the front of the green. You have a whole bunch of azaleas in the back of the green that you can't hit out of. So it's going to be interesting to see how that changes things. And, uh, you know, I think the the weather's going to play big this week. I mean, it's supposed to be all right tomorrow and then have rain Friday, Saturday, and Sunday.
2: Which we know that if the course softens up, that only helps the long guys.
1: It does, I mean, because they're going to be hitting, you know, shorter irons into the green, can stick it closer, you know, proximity to the hole is going to shrink, which, you know, Will Zalatoris, he's one of my favorites. He hasn't been playing well, but, you know, he's arguably the best iron player on tour, Which, and he sucks at putting, Yeah. so he he needs something like that to happen, but I think that's going to, unfortunately, bring in some of the people like Rory. Although I mean Morikawa, you know he won uh, PGA Championship in 2020 in mm-hmm. conditions like that, and has won the Open since then. So you know guys like that that you know kind of flown under the radar, uh, but you know they're going to come out to play. Yeah. What's a big name this week that uh, you think could miss the cut? To be could interesting. Miss? Yeah. Mm. Uh, and also just talk about your boy, Big Cat.
2: Oh, T Dub. Yeah. Well, that's a big name who could definitely miss the cut. Um, Phil, oh Phil, definitely Phil. Phil's so missing the cut.
1: I mean, Phil won a major in twenty twenty one. I know,
2: but he's he's now the outcast, you know. And I just I don't think that's gonna work out for him. I
0: think it, he's one of the live golf guys, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's
1: kind of like the live golf guy.
0: Was he like the first big name signing? Or just pretty like, much?
1: I mean, he may not been like the first, but he's been like the face of what they're trying to do. Oh, no bueno. Yeah,
2: okay. but um. I mean, you look at Tiger, he's got the, the problem with walking mm-hmm. uh, 18 holes of golf. It, it affects his leg that he had to get, what, screws into from mm-hmm. the car accident. So it's tough. It's tough on him to walk, especially how hilly Augusta is. And it just makes it very difficult for him down the stretch to make good swings when you're, you know, trying to put pressure off of that foot. It's just it's not a good combo. So I, I don't really like... Tiger Woods making the cut. But, hey, he did it last year somehow, some way, and was in worse shape last year. So you never know. I mean, the guy could – it's just – he's one of the greats, obviously, and so fun to watch. I know everybody's going to be watching Tiger this week. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He's
1: got a good grouping yeah. with uh, Xander Shoffley and another one of your boys, Victor Hovland, who I mm-hmm. think is kind of the guy who's going to come out of nowhere and kind of be like, wow. Really? Yeah. I, th- I, think, I think Vic's going to be the guy.
2: I got Hovland as one of my guys who could miss the cut. Really? Yeah. I I think Hovland's a very, very talented, like, U.S. Open PGA-type player. Yeah. But I don't really see him doing well uh, this year at the Masters. I know he played well when he was an amateur. Yeah. I think he was, like, tied for 17th, yeah, something like that. Yeah, he played pretty well. Yeah. But I don't know. It's His short game has always been, you know, not as great as every other aspect of his game. Right. And he struggled with chipping and uh, occasionally putting. He's kind of an aggressive putter, and if you're too aggressive out here at Augusta, it can definitely get away from you. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if his short game has improved and what the work he's put into it going into this tournament because it's so key. That's why it's so easy to pick guys like Spieth, um, and Homa, and you know your JT's because they're just so, so good around the greens. Right. And that's what you have to be around here. That's why Spieth always plays well up there. He yeah. Just, I mean, the guy misses fairways and misses greens like it's, you know, what he's supposed to be doing, like hitting it into the rough and all that. And then he just finds a way to get up and down, hole out, and that's just what he does. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm i looking at, I think, here, Sergio. Here,
1: here we'll, we'll do this. So, long story short, there's 65 to 70 players that realistically have a shot this week. Aside from yeah. some of the old guys, you know, you'll probably count out some of the amateurs. So, give me – Give me one one favorite, pick one favorite, one kind of like dark horse guy, kinda like what we used to do in the group chat. That's like, you know, ranked twenty to forty in the world, something like that. And then give me like just one off the wall guy you expect to see on the first page of the leaderboard come Sunday.
2: Okay, so a favorite? Yeah. Um I'm just gonna I'm gonna pick probably gonna pick Rory. Yeah. As much as I don't want to and I dislike Rory McElroy. It's hard to bet against somebody who drives the ball that well, puts themselves in position as much as he does. It's literally all it comes down to is if he's putting good, he's going to be up there. Mm -hmm. And even if he plays bad, he always finds a way to make it back up into the leaderboard and get top five.
1: He's been known to not start hot, but if he starts hot, it's going to be tough for the field.
2: Yeah, because he always plays good day three, day four. Always does it. It's like, he's like... Just Shot a the, not sh- as good version of Tiger Woods yeah. in his prime. Shot the low does.
1: score of the tournament last Sunday yeah. or Sunday last year. Or so
2: yeah. So I'll go Rory, um, and then the twenty to forty guy.
1: Yeah. Oof. I I got Spieth as my favorite. Just just for people listening out there that. When he wins uh, and puts on his second green jacket Sunday, then uh, <laughs> y- y'all can know that.
2: I mean, the whole Easter Sunday thing has been a trend. He's yeah, in the past two Easter Sundays. Michael
1: Greller was the last person out on the course yesterday. They're yeah. doing their they're doing their recon.
2: I saw you post that. Yeah, I, know you're I told I
1: told him it's over.
2: Um, where is uh where's Fee now in the rankings? He in the top twenty?
1: Nah, he's probably close. I mean, I would count that as a kind of a dark horse yeah. guy. Yeah, I
2: mean, he's just a guy who he's. Well, uh, wait—is Brooks in that category?
1: Nah, he's dropped out. He's probably in the 40s now. Yeah, I'll take yeah. Brooks then. Okay.
2: Yeah, give me Brooks.
1: I got Corey Connors, who is uh, who just won the Valero Texas Open last week, but he is uh, finished top 10 past three Masters, and this will be his. I think this will be his fourth try. So he's done really well around there.
2: Uh, and then for the rando, yeah, just give me uh, give me Aldrich Potgieter.
1: Really. No, the I don't South know. I, African amateur. No, I
2: just saw his name and thought it was be a fun one to say. Yeah. Um just a rando throw me uh throw me throw me Keegan Bradley. Keegan Bradley. I don't know I love he that one. puts well. And just he's won a major before. I think yeah. he could try and get back into the, the yeah, major Yeah, He did well
1: at uh the US Open last year, finished yeah. I believe solo sixth. Uh He's high up in the top five in the rankings in FedEx Cup right now, yeah. so that's that's good for him.
2: I don't think anybody's really looking out for Keegan Bradley, so I'll take no. go, I'll take him.
1: I would say no. I, it's like I don't even have anybody for this one because you know my brain's just limited to its ability. I mean, I'd take like,
2: Kazuki Higa. I n- think he could just no go.
1: Dude. He's got like the same odds as Fred Couples and Bernhard Longer. I don't know. This is a actually a pretty unoriginal third one, but I'm gonna go Tom Kemp and his first playing out there. He is a baller. He's been very quiet the past couple of months, so I'm excited to see what he can do in his uh, Masters debut.
2: But like when we can't stress this enough, you it, it you literally can't predict who is going to win no. because there's just so much talent in this tournament. Yeah. And anybody can just take over and win. That that's why it's so hard to pick. I mean, it's easy to look at guys like Rory and Scotty and Rom and say, "Oh, well, they're, sh- they're surely going to win." But then you I'm telling you, you got guys like Homa Speeth uh, Brooks, all these guys are just as talented, just as good, and can do just go out and win it by four or five shots. I mean, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah. So, and there's just so many guys like that. It's hard to name them all, but that's that's just the beauty of the Masters, man. Brings all the best talent to the tournament, and you're just gonna watch a just showcase of talent and and great golf.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna get emotional at some point this week. It always happens just because the Masters <laughs> is such a beautiful place, and it's I don't know. For for anybody listening who doesn't like golf, you need to go to the Masters just because everybody in the world I think could appreciate Augusta National.
2: I mean, just watching it on TV.
0: I yeah. mean, you should be able to appreciate mm. that. Yeah, I it's mean, different it's, in
2: person, but yeah. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and, I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll we'll get to a break here in a second, but I'll ask you at the end. You made your predictions for winners and stuff. Give me like one or two, just not winner predictions, but just off the wall things that you think could you could see that could happen this weekend that you just want to put your name on.
1: Um, I think with how the course is going to soften up I think I think you're going to have to do something that we've only seen one time before mm. and it the guy who did it didn't even win the golf tournament his shoot 60s all four days
2: oh Cam yeah
1: Cam yeah. Smith did that and finished second to Hideki Matsuyama well so I think I think you're going to have to shoot
2: was it Hideki or oh was it DJ? no
1: that was second one yeah yeah, yeah he Because DJ torched it. Yeah. 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 Either how I think you're gonna have to shoot 60s all four days to win this golf tournament.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think if you see a live guy win, they've already said (laughs) that every guy, every live tour guy who's in the tournament is going to be on that 18th green or around it, celebrating with that guy. Okay. Like that's something that's never been done before. After winning a tournament like this, where every person, yeah, it's gonna be 18 professional golfers celebrating the win and it would like just I feel like
1: who the, all have notoriety and yeah. have either won the masters, that's why they're there, or they were a top fifty player in the world last year. Yeah, so yeah. they're they're
2: all good players. It's gonna if a lived guy wins and that happens, it's gonna be a very, very interesting sight to see on eighteen with every all the fans that are there who are probably loyal to the PGA tour. But yeah. some are probably like okay, like cool with the live. Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. It's going to be quite the reaction. You your guys like Rory if they're like in the hunt are getting off that golf course as soon as possible yeah. if a live guy wins cuz they don't want any part of that. Yep.
1: Especially if it's like Patrick Reed yeah, or somebody. Oh my
0: Is there really that much animosity between the PGA and yeah. yeah. players A like few, Yeah. I mean,
1: mo, like, you know, all the live guys are pretty chill like just with your average golfer on the PGA Tour, but the PGA Tour guys like the faces of it like Tiger, JT, and Rory McIlroy all have like this burning hatred, it seems like towards (laughs) live tour, which is, which may be fine. I don't know. I haven't, I'm fine with the live tour, but me too. Yeah. I
2: think it's a better system than the PGA tour personally. Yeah. I really do.
1: I mean, PGA copied everything. We could do a whole episode on that, but we'll save that for today. I I think I, if I had to go with another one, I'm going to say that we see a hole in one again on 16 Sunday. Mm. Really. Yep. Man, I'll, I'll even I'll say I'll say my boy Tom Kim is the one who makes it. Yeah.
2: I like that. Yeah. I mean he, he's the type of guy who can make a hole in one. Yeah. Um how about how about a tiger hole in one? Are we feeling a T dub hole in one? No, It sir. happens very rare. I mean very it's only happened rarely. what, twice on tour ever? Maybe. I think I know for one one for sure is ninety seven at the waste management. Yep. I don't remember one after that. I don't either. I think there's only one. Interesting. Nope, nope. 1996 Greater Milwaukee Open, he made one.
0: There you go. Yeah, I Tiger. can't verify that in any way, but I trust you, Chris. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen that highlight too many times. Yeah, one
2: hop yeah. And one or two hops in, yeah. But uh, yeah, 96, 97. So, hey, that'd be a long time since. You know, it's been 25 years. Yeah. So it'd be cool to see. I mean, it's a little Tiger, bit,
0: a little bit of time since. Yeah. Then.
2: If Tiger's playing, yeah, over the weekend, and he's in the top, anywhere near the top 10. Around four, mm-hmm. coming down the stretch, you're gonna hear some loud roars.
1: Half of America oh, is sure. going to be watching the television, and, and I'll tell you this: it's gonna there's gonna be loud decibels yeah. on the golf course. If
2: yeah. he's near the top, it might be the most watched Masters ever.
1: I mean, 2019. Yeah, it's but insane. I think
2: this would be this would trump that.
1: You think? Okay. I don't know, man. With as much talent as up is up there, well, you could said the same a heck thing in 2019 it, too. Yeah. yeah, but if you get, I mean, he took down. Frickin he took down
2: really good guys, but yeah. this is but they're, like, even better since. They've won more times since then. Maybe. He beat guys like Cantley and, and, and Shoffley. DJ
1: and, Brooks, final Francesco. He beat a lot of talented Which, players. Yeah, I mean, all of those players, I mean.
2: But this is, now this is recovering from another car accident, and he had another <laughs> big recovery, and he had to come back all over again. I seriously doubt anything like that would happen. But if it did, I think everybody's going to, break into tears again, just like 2019.
1: Probably so, man.
0: We'll see on Sunday. We'll start to see tomorrow.
1: Yeah. When's tee off? Uh, I mean, people start teeing off at 8 a.m. flat, and uh, as soon as any sort of coverage comes on the Masters app, I will be watching. I don't care if it's – In class? Yeah. Crap, we got tennis. <laughs> yeah, like I don't tennis? know. I don't know. I'll keep y'all posted. All right, what's going we're, on. hey, we have. that's yeah, we'll just, class. Have to, we'll just have to make our doubles match quick, and that yeah, way we, I can go home and drink my coffee and yeah, watch. Just beat golf. them in straight
2: sets and get the heck out of there. Uh, I mean,
1: we're playing Tanner, so it'll oh, be fun. That's yeah. easy. Yeah.
2: Straight sets 6
0: 0. We won 6, six one, 1, 6, six 2. two. Yeah, yeah, so we'll be fine. Well, I like it. We'll that. be fine. Yeah, hey, when are
2: y'all going to ask your professor if I can come out there and play when Liam doesn't show up next time? Just
0: see if I can come out there
2: and play in general. I'll play with anybody. I just want to play. Just show up with a racket and ask yourself. Well, you got to make sure I want to drive all the way there, and then she's like, oh, no shot. If you if
0: you have the confidence to drive out, you should have the confidence to convince her to let you play. I'd have the confidence to drive out if you gave me the okay. You all see right. what I'm saying? Like, if, if, like I'm, if I know that I'm showing up and playing. Are like, what, 10 minutes from campus? Yeah. Yeah, we'll have games started. Class will be not close to over. But yeah. It's only like a 50-minute class. Uh, I would I
2: would so be ready to go out there and just ball
0: maybe we'll ask maybe we'll ask Liam we'll see word yeah all right we're gonna get into a quick break here when we get back we got some NFL free agency talk again some draft preview of wide receiver running back prospects and a little bit more grid trivia that I'll be hosting for Liam and Chris so stay tuned for all of that make sure to follow us on social media at off the bench XLR on Instagram to keep up with all things off the bench, including quotes, video clips, graphics, and more. Again, that is at off the bench XLR on Instagram. Check us out there. Listen to this one song and we'll be right back after the break. And we are back here on Off the Bench. My name's Hayden Joyner, joined with Chris Fortenberry and Liam Worley. We were going to go and do a little bit of a draft preview, but we're going to hold off another week for that because we want to make sure we get to uh, some fun stuff here on Off the Bench. We're going to do some grid trivia, some fun. It's the 100th episode. we got to kick our kick our feet up a little bit, lean back a little bit, and have some fun here. So we'll save our uh, draft preview, wide receivers and running backs and tight ends, some of those skill positions, save that for maybe next week. So stay tuned for that Wednesday at 6 p.m. Liam, Chris, I have in front of y'all two paper or a paper for each of y'all. We got two games of grid trivia, a three by three grid. For those unaware of when we did this last time a few weeks ago, the way grid trivia works is that we have a grid, a three by three, kind of like a tic-tac-toe. And at the top are gonna be three different items. On the left are gonna be three different items and they need to fill in the grid with things that pertain to each cell. I'll have a picture of both of these uh, on Instagram as we do this. So check it out there if you want a visual for what we are doing. Chris, Liam, we have two games. We have a game number one and a game number two. I'm pretty sure game number two is gonna be easier. So i leave it up to a vote for you two. Do you wanna start with the easier version or with the harder version?
1: Let's 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 work our way to it. Yeah. Let's, let's get some brain juices flowing then we'll, so we'll go easy to hard.
0: I like to get my bean juices flowing. Beans flowing. Yeah. Now sadly, it's, they're on the same piece of paper so you can't really hide the grid number one, what I'll do is, I'll hand you these pieces of paper, Liam, if you want to grab this, to cover up number one. So you can't be, you know. Which one, is, well. you When you turn it over, I have numbers beside each of them as one okay. and two. No, I believe number one's gonna be the one on the top. So just cover those up. You can flip over your papers now and look at the grids. And uh, that way, you're not studying up on the earlier grids okay. as we start this. So this one shouldn't be too, too hard, but I did include some interesting parts of it. So uh, hopefully we keep that interesting for you guys. I'm going to post the grids on uh, on Instagram right now so people can follow along at home when they do. So who wants to start? Whoever starts this one will not start the next one. There's nine squares, the three by three grid. so the winner is who fills up the most. Uh, I'm going to have a little time limit, probably 30 seconds for each guest, so uh, you're a little limited there.
1: 10-4. You yeah. want to do some yeah. rock, paper,
0: scissors? Go for it.
1: So you get to go first.
0: Chris starts. Are we looking at grid number two for those following along at home? I uh, will. I'll label off the things on the top row as you guys see it, going from left to right. We have the Los Angeles Rams, an Alabama wide receiver, and the Dallas Cowboys. And on the right side, going or the left side, going from top to bottom, we have caught a Jared Goff touchdown pass, the Houston Texans, and the Miami Dolphins. So Chris, you are starting. Pick a spot and fill the grid. Well, I'm going to go for the
2: low-hanging fruit here. <laughs> give, me, uh, give me Cooper Cup, Rams, caught a Jared Goff
0: touchdown. That is correct. That's probably the, the easiest one, as you said. Liam, it's now over to you. Chris has one square.
1: Uh, I'll go down one below that with uh, Rams, Texans with Brandon Cooks.
0: Brandon Cooks is correct as a Ram and a Texan.
2: Chris, I'm once again gonna take some low hanging fruit here. I'm gonna go Cowboys, Texans, Brandon Cooks as well.
0: Brandon Cooks works there as well. A lot of players. Noah Brown is another wide receiver recently that would also work there.
2: Yeah, I could have been a Buckeye homer and did that, but oh, he hates the Buckeyes. I didn't. Liam, over to you.
1: Hmm. See, I'm already, I'm already starting to feel a little. Dude, oh, yeah. Nah, it's not that bad. Alabama wide <laughs> receiver and uh, Dolphins, Jalen Waddle.
0: That is correct. after two rounds. Yeah, you said it was too easy. We'll see how this goes. Chris, over back to you. I'll do Alabama receiver Texans, John Mechie. John Mechie, third is correct. Alabama receiver. Liam, back to you. Oh, boy. Chris has the advantage since he started, so he could be the first 2-5, but that's just kind of the way it goes because, Liam, you'll start at the advantage next game.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to do – Hmm. See him drawing a blank. Tough. Um, I'm going to take a guess for Cowboys-Dolphins with DeMarco Murray.
0: Cowboys-Dolphins-Demarco? I, I have to check that actually. Did DeMarco? I'm not Murray. sure
1: he played for the Dolphins. He played for the Eagles.
0: He played for the Eagles. He played for the Cowboys. He played for the Titans.
1: Yes, this is true as I well. I know
0: for a fact. Did he ever have a stint with the Dolphins? He, but, did uh, yeah, those, he did those not. That was a reach.
1: So, Barry Boy, back to you. Back to Chris. Okay.
2: Here's one that I think is right. It should be, I yeah. think. Yeah. Give me Alabama receiver caught a Jared
0: Goff touchdown, Jameson Williams. That is correct. He caught one touchdown this past season. Oh, wow. That, that is, is true. correct. Four to two, Chris leads, Liam. You got to come back. You got three squares left. For those listening and those following along, we have Rams, Dolphins, Cowboys, Dolphins, and Cowboys. Jared Goff touchdown pass.
1: Uh, I did. I got one now. Uh, yes. Rams, Dolphins, Jalen Ramsey.
0: Correct. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. for That was the easiest one. The low hanging of all the low, low hanging fruit just happened. This trade. This. Both of these games do include this offseason's trades. By the okay.
1: way. Okay. Okay. Good.
0: Just to make that clear with that trade. Two I'm, spots left. Liam, you need both to win. You need Chris to get it'll be two fine. wrong.
2: It'll be fine. I'm going to say Dallas Cowboys caught a Jared Goff touchdown. Is that, once again, Brandon Cook?
0: That is, once again, Brandon Cook's three That's answers fair. there. That Yikes, fair. this guy. Which all their all their answers for Brandon Cooks had other answers as well. Right. Robert Woods is also a, a Ram and a Texan, and then you also had Noah Brown for Cowboys in Texas. True. Bobby Woods did go from the yeah. Titans to the Texans. So there you go. Three yeah. answers for the same guy. That's probably a first in grid trivia. Two squares left. Chris has wrapped this one up with five to three current score. But Liam, you can make it respectable and make it a five to four. You're if you funny. You get this last one right. You're
1: too nice. I don't know. I'm drawing. I'm drawing more blanks. Man, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not on my ish tonight.
0: Cowboys, Dolphins.
1: Yeah, I'll throw that There's one. There's two to you. players
0: I've listed down. There could be other answers out there. Oop. I'm Just not thinking of. I marked of, the wrong one. But I believe the last two. I think they're both still in the league.
2: Uh, so it's Cowboys, Dolphins. Cowboys, yeah. Dolphins is the okay. last one
0: remaining. Hmm.
2: This is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Y'all kind of blitzed through this one. Maybe I made it too. This one too easy. Maybe. This is just uh kind of a random. Shot, Shot in the there. dark. Yeah. Did Miles Austin ever play for the Dolphins?
0: Ooh, I really don't know. Let's, let's take a look and see. Miles Austin teams. I forgot what he did after Dallas. He played t- for Dallas from 06 to 13, had a stint of one year with the Browns, and that was it. Oh, well,
1: Yikes. not not Miles Austin. Not much after the Cowboys yeah. either.
0: Oh, he did, have, he did have one year with Philly, too. So oh. Everybody goes to Philly. Seems like it. Not Miles Austin. Brotherly Liam, love. Liam, back to you. Have you figured anything out? If not, I will I will give a hint eventually.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. My first hint, both of these players were Cowboys before they were Dolphins, if that helps at all. Okay. Yeah. And both joined the Dolphins within the last five seasons, I want to say, within recent memory. Oh, I got one. It's Liam's turn, but uh, I know. He, he just, yeah. Oh, did you pass it? Okay. It. What do you got? Give me Byron Jones. Byron Jones, correct Byron Jones, Cedric Wilson, the two I'm uh, mainly thinking Cedric of. Wilson, okay. Chris takes game one six to three Pretty dominant. You can uncover number one now Um, this oh game my. I believe is a little tougher. There's two on here that are Harder. These also include players that are not currently in the league anymore, but they're all fairly recent players 10-4 So Chris, Liam, uh, for those watching at home or listening at home <laughs> aren't aware the grid consists going from the top row it is left to right the Jets the Bills and the Panthers and then on the left side it is from top to bottom the Bears the Ravens and a defensive rookie of the year so Liam you start this game since Chris started last one so anywhere on the board your pick
1: Uh, I'm gonna go uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year and uh, the New York Jets with uh, sauce Gardner
0: sauce Gardner is correct That's probably the easiest one on the board Chris over to you Um, hmm.
2: Interesting Give me uh, New York Jets Baltimore Ravens CJ Mosley
0: that is correct. Another name you could have thrown out was Joe Flacco, the GOAT. Joe Flacco. The fu- future Indianapolis Colt, probably.
1: Future Hall of Famer, in my book, baby. Yeah. Uh, I was just joking. Um, <laughs> de- was- Defensive Rookie of the Year, Panthers, Luke Keekley.
0: Luke Keekley is correct. Panthers, Rookie of the Year.
2: Over to Chris. Um, give me Chicago Bears, Panthers, Julius Peppers.
0: Was Peppers on the Bears? Do we even easy confirm on that. I want to say he was. I'd like to think so.
1: Are you thinking of Jabril?
0: Jabril, he was. Julius Peppers does work. He was on the Bears right after his stint. That works as well. Another name, DJ Moore. Recent trade.
2: Yeah, I like to go for the the, go for guys the old guys. We well, got we got a
0: few other older guys on here. Three more could potentially be answers that I have listed down. Back to Liam. Two to two.
1: Uh, I'm gonna go Bills, Ravens, Sammy Watkins.
0: Sammy Watkins is correct. I'm not writing Sammy Watkins. I'm writing Liam down. Mm. Another old head has a potential name. Anquan Bolden. Oh, wow. Anything. Oh, yeah. Over to
2: Chris. Give me Bills, Bears, Tremaine Edmonds.
0: Bills, Bears, Tremaine Edmonds. Yes.
1: getting a little, a little dicey here. A little dicey, huh? No. Dicey. Back to Liam. I'm going to go with uh, Bill's Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if this is correct. Ed Oliver? No?
0: Uh,
1: I don't think he won Defensive Rookie of the Year. No, he didn't. There's no. no way. Did this player have to get drafted by said
0: team? This player has won the award and has played for the team. Didn't mm. have to be drafted by the team. Burnieing. Interesting. Yeah, isn't it? Hmm.
2: Okay. I don't
0: know if really Sammy Watkins played for that many I don't years. know if this guy won rookie of <laughs> the year, but I'm going to go for it.
2: Yeah. Um, Bill, Stephens, rookie of the year, is it Von Miller?
0: That is correct. It is Von Miller.
2: Cap. I protest.
0: <laughs> Back to Liam. Chris has the lead 4-3 to three now. There's two spots left. We have Jets and Bears which I believe is the hardest answer. And then we have Panthers, Ravens, which I have two answers on the board currently for that.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. Let me me ponder for a second. I'm going to go... Actually, no, I'm not.
2: Man. Well, I'm going to pass it again. Not my day. I'm going to take a uh, shot in the dark here Yeah. And say that uh, I'm going to go, did Josh McCown play for the Jets and the Bears?
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
2: That is a good one. I point. know he played for a lot of teams. Yeah, he's played for half the
1: league, yeah. so I don't Jets, know if he played for the Bears. We're
0: saying Jets and Bears. Yes. He has played. Oh, that list just keeps going. I have to go to the website <laughs> to figure out what teams he plays for <laughs> to get the whole list. <laughs> uh, Josh McCown has played for the Jets and the Bears. That is correct. Wowzers. Jeez. Chris is running away with this one.
1: Yeah, it's
2: okay. Josh McCown was a shot in the dark. Today.
0: That is
1: a shot.
2: Wow. Well,
0: he led me to the getting it right. So I yeah, appreciate
2: you, McCown. Facts.
0: There's one spot remaining. Chris has won this one 5-3 to three so far, if my math is correct. Liam, you have one spot to make it respectable, 5-4. to four. Man. That is a Panthers game. Tough. Panthers and tough. Ravens.
2: Well, I, I have no idea right now. I don't know, man. I'm
1: gonna. This is a super shot in the dark. I'm gonna go Panthers, Ravens, Tory Smith.
0: Tory Smith. Yeah, I see that.
1: I don't know that he even played for either. He definitely <laughs> played
0: for the Ravens. He definitely played for the Ravens. He played for the Niners, the Eagles, and the Panthers. This says. Oh. And wait, there's one but more. But he definitely but the, played for the Ravens. I think it might work. This the list again cut off. That does work. He yeah. played, no for the, way. played for the Panthers. I was say, as long season, as he played Torrey for the Panthers, Smith. he definitely played for yes. the Ravens. He played for the Ravens four years two, two with San Francisco, one with Philly, because everyone plays for Philly. Yeah. And Carolina. I also had uh, a name, a good receiver, Steve Smith. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Hayden Hurst, the recent trader. Oh, for wow. Season. Yeah, that would have been a good one. You forgot he played for the Rape?
1: Yeah, he was in yeah. Cincy. So. Yeah. Interesting. Well, well, I'm glad I clawed that one. That one. That one Makes me believe I have y'all are on it today. faith in myself. Y'all got myself. through
0: both of those, honestly, within 15 minutes. I don't know.
1: Chris beat me 6-3 f- and 5-4. Four, five. Five, four. Yeah. Yeah. That's malarkey on my part. Not Mike his. malarkey? Nah. Benjamin malarkey. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was, I'm honestly surprised y'all through. I should have gotten a third one now. I, I quit after two because I was like, that's probably going to be enough. That'll probably last us half an hour because I think last week, or last time we did these, it took forever. But there you go. The Feel proud of yourself. Brandon, Brandon
2: Cooks is the MVP. He's got to be the MVP. Yeah, yeah I mean, three answers. Three squares. That's wild. Yeah. Who was, knows? He probably
1: well, he probably could have been applicable on uh this this second one. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was trying really hard with the Alabama receivers. Those all three worked, but I was also trying to do like a Georgia running back because I really wanted to throw in those in there. Yeah, there's been so many, but I couldn't I couldn't make it work. That's was fair. Saying, You have DeAndre Swift with the Jared Goff, and then I originally had the Browns with uh with um. How am I blanking on the running back? The Browns running back. Oh Nick, Nick Chubb? Chubb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But then the Texans didn't work, so I was trying to work it around like to get Sony
1: like... Michelle, Damian Harris, they've had a bunch of guys come yeah, out recently. James years. Cook recently, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just couldn't I couldn't find a way to make it work. But fair. Torrey Smith, I'm proud of that one. That was yeah, a good one. That was, that I, I pull
1: that one out of my my rear
0: end. There you go. All right. Well, Liam, do you want to get into a uh, get into motorsports a little
1: yeah. bit? Yeah, I'm down to talk a little bit about some room and cars.
0: We had a lot of interesting stuff this weekend. Uh, F1 was in Australia. Did, did you watch that live? It was a 1 a.m. 1 a.m. green flag for us at, over here on the east
1: coast. No, brother. Uh, we had a wedding to uh, partake. Ugh. Well, I was in the wedding Saturday, so that was a long day for me. And then uh, I had to wake up early for church the next morning to go help set up with that. So I was. I took a. I took a off week for F1. So you can enlighten me on that.
0: Oh, I have a lot to talk about. For yeah,
1: that I know there. I know a lot happened. <laughs> I know a lot happened.
0: Well, we can jump over to this past race at Richmond for NASCAR. Start with that. Start with your bread and butter yeah. a little bit. Uh, Kyle Larson won it, followed by uh, the number nine car. Look at that. Yeah, Josh Berry, though. Josh Berry. Yeah, yeah, good showing. For Elliott, pulling Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick rounds out the top five. What do you got to tell us about Richmond, Liam?
1: Uh, I like this short track package that they've come out with. I think Richmond uh a lot of people in the industry have said this is the best race they've seen all year Mm -hmm. i mean i really liked the auto club race as well but i mean for richmond this was very interesting we saw people trying different lines you know you had and you know a lot of people were being uh you know very crucial with the inside line which is usually the faster line around there but it was cool to see people explore the track find grip in different places that grip usually isn't uh Denny Hamlin arguably had the fastest car all day, but he had two stupid uh, things, at least, that he did. He sped on pit road, which mired him back in the pack. Mm -hmm. Then he wrecked poor old boy J.J. Yaley, who was doing nothing wrong and was, you know, (laughs) Denny said it was just a brain lapse that he ended up doing that and whatever. But uh, Hendrick cars continuing to show dominance. Uh, I mean, they got all their points back, so I think they have three of the top five in points right now with uh, Bowman leading, Byron close there, and Larson as well. So it sucks to see my boy Chase Elliott out of the car, but you know, at least when he hops back in, I know that they're going to do well. Uh, and there was really a good product across all three series this weekend. I mean, mm-hmm. the Xfinity race was good. Uh, lots of respect given between those drivers, Chandler Smith and John Hunter Nemechek. Can't say the same on the respect for uh, the trucks over in Texas, but that was also another good good one with uh carson hosebar getting his first one as well so lots of good things coming out of nascar and we got bristol dirt this weekend which will be you know a hoot and a holler
0: love the food city dirt race yeah yeah i mean i still hear the arguments that it doesn't belong on a nascar calendar and it's you know the start what was this a 2021 was the first year they did this. yeah
1: it, it should be i think they should replace the coliseum with this let it be an exhibition race mm-hmm. uh I mean, cause it it's cool to experience, but you're taking arguably the best track off the schedule to throw dirt onto it yeah. again. I mean, Bristol always has a great racing product. You don't need dirt mm-hmm. to do that. So
0: yeah, I do miss the old Bristol, just normal Bristol. Yeah, I Move mean, if
1: if you want to go to a dirt track, go to you know one of these bigger tracks like Eldora or something, where they have these you know half million dollar outlaw races that yeah. they have. And I
0: can't imagine just like a full on NASCAR sprint. Uh, me, whatever the main series yeah now. i lose the sponsor it's every year. it's i can imagine that in eldora it's but. just
1: cup well they had the truck series there for several years yeah. so it could be done they race them at knoxville now which is also another one of those tracks that has like a half a million prize for you know outlaw race so i mean there's lots of good dirt tracks throughout the country that are big enough but i, I just it sucks to see that uh that we go to bristol for a dirt race it's kind of what i'm getting at
0: yeah yeah, it's it's always fun. It's fun. It's fun to watch. That brings I don't controversy. Know if it, it, yeah, I just don't yeah. know if it. I'd rather have normal Bristol. I think it was fun as a novelty, like the one the first year it did it. Yeah. But I mean, if it's if it's if it's fun racing, it's fun racing. But I don't know. I do miss the old the old track. They're
1: just trying to make these cars, you know, do things on things that they aren't supposed to do. Hence, we're seeing a Coliseum, Chicago uh, street track. Yeah, we're going to see <laughs> a, the first street course in ages for NASCAR. So, I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. Just happy to see a good product this week. So,
0: yeah, it was a good race. Yeah, I liked it. My it boy Bell and Bell fourth. You know, you could have Bell your, your nine car was happy. I'm happy. Bell
1: would have been my pick to win. So, yeah. fair. Fair. People getting Ross chest stained, the usual things too.
0: Yeah. Do you want to hear about this F1 race? I would love have to. Have you seen the highlights? Uh, no, I
1: haven't even watched a highlight video.
0: Could you guess? You could guess the top three.
1: Uh, maybe. I know who they were. So it was Max, Lewis, Fernando. Yes. Yeah.
0: The most world champions ever on a podium, I yeah. think, now since Max has won. he has, It's like 11 total, I think, of that podium. Um, Correct. To round, do you know the top 10? I can tell you that, and that tells you kind of how ridiculous <laughs> this race was.
1: I don't. I know, like, there was some tomfoolery going on with George Russell and Fernando. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, not kind of, definitely.
0: Well, f- what what, what tomfoolery are you
1: thinking? Did Fernando get spun out on that last restart? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. with Carlos
0: Sainz. Oh, my
1: bad. Yeah. Oh, so, ah, never mind. Russell's,
0: Russell led the way out of uh, turn one at the opening lap of the race. And yeah. then about 10 laps, or like 15 laps yeah, later. Yeah, he blew football. up. Yeah, he yeah. got set on fire. We were top 10 for this race. As you said, the podium, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Fernando Alonso followed up in fourth. Lance Stroll, Sergio Perez, fifth. Lando Norris, sixth. McLaren has a comeback. Uh, Nico Hulkenberg, seventh. Eighth is Oscar Piastri in his home race. Guan Yu Zhou, ninth and uh, Yuki Tsunoda finally gets his point 10th after getting two straight 11th, 11th place finishes in the first two races in the Middle East. Uh, Carlos Sainz is 12th for Ferrari uh, Leclerc, the first DNF of eight total in this race, um, down in 20th. This is a ridiculous race, Liam. Uh, it was honestly pretty straightforward for the most part. There's uh, three total red flags, the most most red flags ever in a race, and it was pretty smooth sailing besides Alex, besides... Charles Leclerc hitting Lance Stroll in lap one, like turn three, knocked him out of the race, and then Alex Albon kind of spun out and and messed his car up, and that caused the first red flag about a quarter of the way through the race. And then all the way up until I think lap 56 or 57 out of 59, uh, Kevin Madison brushed the wall on his right side coming out of turn two. His tire flew off, red flag. They red flagged the race so it wouldn't end under caution. I think that's kind of going from what happened in Monza last year in 2022 where they had the Ricardo broke down and they wanted to – You know, end the race under racing and not under a yellow flag. So they changed those rules to throw a red flag out just to get the debris cleared up. They could go to a a sitting restart, have a two-lap sprint at the end of this race, and boy oh boy, did that screw the whole thing up! Because you go into Turn One, Carlos Sainz just destroys Fernando, which Fernando was actually in a good shot to win the race because he was like I think on slightly fresh tires, and if he if he just gunned it in from third on the grid up towards Max and Lewis, I think, you know, he was gonna do what he could to win that race. I'm sure he was. Um, Carlos Stein spins him out that kind of causes a teeter-totter effect where Sergio Perez like cuts across the grass in turn one um, uh, Pierre Gasly who was running fourth like all day for Alpine he wrecked with Acon so kind of some similar uh, teammate drama is there that Alcons hadn't passed so they both were knocked out of the race Logan Sargent who had an okay race he was back in the pack but you know he was running like fifteenth, 14th I think out lot of the race he just absolutely F1 2020 esports just flew into the back of Nick DeVries launched them both out of the race and throughout all of this, Max and Lewis were one and two, they escaped, red flag got thrown. And perhaps the biggest controversy of the whole thing was that when you get back into the pits, it was, do we go out, they were gonna go out for like a red flag safety car just to finish the race. They weren't gonna go back to racing. Yeah. But the big controversy was, do you go back to the order before the restart? Cause they hadn't completed one sector yet, which is kind of how it worked with, um, uh, great britain last year at silverstone after okay. guanyu Zhou wreck yeah or do you do the order that it was after all the chaos you know just because if you didn't want to like you know negate that entire lap of what happened right so what they decided to do was all the wreck cars if you couldn't you know get Continue. back to the pits under your yeah. own power you're out of the race you're dnf'd but they did resort back to the original order because if they hadn't gone back to the original order i think like hulkenberg would have finished fourth and i can't remember i think maybe lance stroll would have been on the podium or something no lance Stroll didn't he, he'd himself off the track
1: Yes, he did. He been, spun as well. Yeah, I
0: can't remember who would have been on the podium um, before it, but all I know is Nico would have been fourth, and that would have been awesome. And I think, like, Piastri and Norris would have been, like, five and six
1: or something. Good for that. that would have be been great for piastri And Pius. Fernando,
0: Fernando obviously, getting spun out, he would have lost his place, his podium spot. Yeah. So what they did was they negated the lap, but of all the chaos, you know, Gasly and Acon coming together, um, Logan Sargent shoving to the back of Nick DeVries. None of that got penalized, but they decided to penalize Carlos Sainz five seconds for running into the back of Fernando Alonso. And what that did was, since it was a safety car to end the race, Sainz went from finishing fourth all the way to finishing in twelfth out of the points. And there was a bunch of radio messages where he was like, you know, literally crying on the, over the radio saying like it's unfair. Which, I mean, even as a Ferrari fan kind of, it is a little bit unfair because you negate the lap. You don't penalize Sargent for anything, but Sainz still gets a five-second penalty a lap that doesn't exist technically anymore, yeah. and that loses him 12 points. So that's, well, a, that's a basically the gist of what happened this past weekend.
1: Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't really looked up on anything on that, but you know, kind I'll kind of bring this into a NASCAR point, which we yeah. talked about last week with the L2 penalty with Hendrick and how they got everything rescinded. Uh, Justin Haley's appeal case was heard today for the same thing, and his got upheld. Mm. So they only took away 25 points uh, back out of the 100. So he might finally be in the positive now. But, uh, you know, the fines and crew chief suspension and 75-point penalty all stays. So it's uh, interesting to see how there's no, uh, you know, consistency across the board with NASCAR. I mean, it's a gr- different group of members on the appeals board. But I think, you know, if one played out the others should play out the same way. So mm-hmm. I think that's unfair uh, in that regard, too. Yeah, so sketchy got, things in motorsports.
0: Yeah, I mean, FIA, NASCAR, everyone has, like, it's just the rules. I think there's been a lot of a lot of yelling about, you know, the FIA just not being consistent with the rules, and that's kind of what yeah. what ended up happening. Because, yeah, Sargent should have gotten a penalty if you're going to get dish-out penalties for that entire accident. It's kind of like, oh, Sargent was in 16th. He knocked out the 15th running car. Didn't really matter. I think him and DeVries were the back two cars in the whole restart. Yeah. And then – so, you know, it doesn't matter. Don't give the back markers a penalty. But then, oh, if it's the two Spaniards up front running, I think, fourth and third, respectively, you know, signs knocks out Alonzo, and they're like, oh, got to get a penalty on that one. Yeah. You know, so, Well. ridiculous. And now we have a four-week break <laughs> until the next race.
1: Dang, so. man. Did you watch the IndyCar race by chance? I did watch the IndyCar race. IndyCar was, race was fantastic. I was
0: gutted for Pato because he was really dominant most of the race Oh, there. I
1: mean, yeah, he had everybody but Joseph a lap down at one point.
0: Yeah, so. I think, yeah, it was at one point, it was literally like him. I think he had, it was, I saw in the highlights, they had just lapped Romain for mm-hmm. like four, he lapped the fourth place car. Yeah. And it was like.
1: No, it was literally it was him literally, and Joseph. Whole, yeah. yeah. It Ridiculous. was Pado and then Joseph. He had like an eight second gap on Joseph. And then, you know, a pit cycle or caution happened during a pit cycle or whatever. But, I mean, and towards the end of the race there, you could throw freaking a blanket over every lead lap car when uh when it ended with, you know, two to go with whoever ended up spinning out. uh yeah. So, uh, which was Roman. So, interesting uh, race there. I mean, just shows that more indie cars need to race on ovals, too. Yeah.
0: Hey, pado Awards number one in the championship, second, second. I said two seconds. Yep, so.
1: yep. St. Pete. Should have won Saint, both.
0: Should have won St. Pete. Should have won this one, yeah. Should have so won both. He's looking as dominant as ever. Um, Marcus Erickson, after his first victory, eighth this race. Joseph Dugard obviously got the victory here. It's fun. It's been a fun season so far in IndyCar. It is, man. It's. It makes, I
1: think we're seeing parity in this compared to, you know, NASCAR and F1. So, good yeah. for them.
0: Yeah, always entertaining. Uh, going back, we're going to go to Long Beach in uh, two weeks' time, I think. so.
1: Yeah, which is good good street course good ones they so. gotta get
0: out to the Nashville race potentially or something
1: uh, i'm still making an indy 500 bid this still year? trying this i'm year? still trying man yeah
0: May 28th it's like a good month and a little over a month and a half yeah so i'm trying my best a little bit of a drive there but
1: yeah be right. yeah keep out that. for keep uh y'all's eyes out for some work with uh hayden and uh Aero mclaren
0: yeah yeah uh, they got some fun stuff coming yeah i'm, I'm sure ca- i can't say much but they got some fun stuff i'm coming.
1: just saying yeah. i know you're you're working on some things and i'm excited to see what comes up just of waiting
0: it. for the Indy 500 that's yeah, what i'm doing it'll be fun yeah Ugh. motorsports was great we'll have the week we'll have to do a show because i think it's going to be it'll be after we graduate greatest weekend in motorsports yeah monaco 500 coke 600 six, coke 600 yep. so we got a repeat all next year chris you're gonna watch any motorsports Next couple Probably days. not. If I'm just gonna be honest, <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be honest. Yeah. we so. need, we need to find some series that Chris would enjoy. You know, there's like the like the super trucks that like you know go over oh, jumps. Oh,
1: facts! Yeah, those are fun. Let me,
0: Chris. Let me get you like the forces? You'd like figure eight racing
1: and NHRA? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think Chris. A, I think Chris is a figure eight kind of guy. Demolition derby, maybe. You yeah. ever watch figure eight I racing?
2: Wanna, I'll go to a drag race.
1: Drag racing's fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I went
2: to one one time, and it was, a, yeah. it was a hoot and a holler.
1: I'll probably go to one in fall if you want to come. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, just
2: perfect. NHRA ones? Yeah. I went and I got uh, John Forrest signed my hat twice, believe it or not. He
0: just... Did he just do it twice, or did you go back for a double? I was just, just sitting dibble,
2: there. I was just sitting there, and he signed it the first time, and he made a second round. Mm-hmm. He like, <laughs> saw my hat, grabbed it off my head, signed it again. That's how John Force plays, man. Yeah, I was like, hey, man. Do you think he rec- do you think he
0: recognized you?
1: No, dude. No, John Force like talks to a, yeah. over a thousand people a day, easy.
0: There was a bunch of people around there. So. Yeah, you never know. Maybe Chris got a distinguishable face. Dude, it's I've a distinguishable met, face.
1: I've met John Force probably ten times. He's such a funny dude.
0: Where did uh, where, where Will Power finish in Texas? We we got a shout-out to our one IndyCar follower.
1: Uh, not good. 16th. He was way off the pace from his Penske teammates, McLaughlin and yeah. Newgarden. So, not good. He qualified like 24th or something absurd.
0: Well, shout-out Will Power. You follow us, so you'll do good next time. My boy. <laughs> win, it, win it in Long Beach.
1: He's going to try.
0: Yeah. Well, that – that might conclude for our 100th, yeah. 100th episode. It's yeah. been a fun one. Uh,
1: we do have a guest next week. We do have a guest. Yeah, Dr. David Fowler.
0: Oh, I'm excited for that.
2: I haven't talked to Dr. Fowler the entirety of this semester, like, S- but maybe twice. Wow,
1: it's been a long time yeah. coming. So I, I know he'll want to talk about NFL stuff. So I think it's good that we held off we'll some save of the some draft of talk. Yeah,
0: he a good. He he knows his draft stuff. Oh, uh, he knows oh,
1: yeah. NFL stuff
0: in good. general. Good, good. Yeah, and then I have, we can have Chris yell at him for whatever opinion he has. Yeah, uh, I've done it before. Dr. Fowler probably <laughs> wants to yell at Chris. Yeah, probably so. He's a, we'll Cowboy, we can, he's yeah. a
1: Cowboy fan, Hayden.
0: Oh, perfect. We've never had one of those. 2v1. Yeah, 2v1.
1: 2v1. Yeah. I'll just be joking. Don't
0: dare bring up any Dak stuff next week.
1: Oh, uh, Dr. Fowler already told me he's going to. Oh, he's so. going to purposely? Yeah. Okay. yeah.
0: okay. Well, when we go into the mock drafts and we say that Dallas is going to draft a receiver, Chris's first thought's would be, oh, we got to give him Thanos, too, to... Swoop up, up that offense, then maybe and, and Fowler go for it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you
2: said it yourself. Yeah, as long as we have the best three receivers in the league, the best defense, the best offensive line, the best <laughs> running backs, and the best coaching
0: staff, then Dak is going to lead us to a Super Bowl. Chris is, like, sparking a match in, like, the Amazon rainforest. Like, just the teeniest of things will set it off. Yeah, I mean, listen,
2: I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it till the day I die. You defend Dak Prescott, then you're insane because the guy is – bum juice he sucks he's not done anything in seven years to say that is a great quarterback who can take us to the promised land yeah you just if you have to continue to better the team and make it closer (laughs) and closer to a 99 overall just for him to even make it to the (laughs) nfc championship game past the second round then you don't have a good
0: enough that's always weird like like that 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 statement i totally understand but i also totally understand the statement of wouldn't you want to build a 99 overall team to win the super bowl you shouldn't have to you shouldn't
2: like the Bengals (laughs) definitely didn't do it and their quarterback took them to a super bowl yes
0: the Bengals were probably like an 87 they're
2: not even they're not they're like an 84 if you looked at them on the on madden they were like an 83 84
0: that's usually based on the previous year anyway that was pre like burrows freshman year rookie year well no no i'm talking about
2: once they had won it they're probably like an 85 86 what are they
0: on the current madden you know better than I do. I think
2: they're probably closer to like an 87 now.
0: There you go. But which I that mean, would have been last year, which was when they went to the Super Bowl. Well, two you got well, you got our
2: thing. Madden years. keeps up kept up to date with the roster changes and all that. So yeah, I guess it's true. And it update it always they updates update players. It. Yeah. So.
0: Well, they yeah, i not making games every year; just update the current game because they've been the same every year
2: and year it's out. Terrible. They make people spend all this money. They should just just keep it as. Madden NFL and just update. Wait, it.
0: Doesn't the EA license like run out soon or something? Or two K is going to make an NFL game? There's some weird thing. Like I that. hope so. EA sucks. I've heard that like Madden was it going to be 24? Is that the next one? Yeah. Like Madden 24 is like the do or die for like EA. I've heard a lot of people say that because like if it doesn't succeed, they're going to drop the title. Good. I hope they do. Which I think they should. I think two K should make a game. I think it should just be an open license where other teams. Can Dude, make. I thought two K did a great job with the programs. PGA Tour
2: when they did their video yeah. game. So I hope they. I personally like playing NBA 2K more than I would play like playing EA Sports Madden NFL. Yeah. It's just not very good. It's the same mechanics, same thing every year, just
0: slightly better graphics. But even then, the last slightly, 5 years, slightly. Yeah, yeah last five the last years, years it's always been been you load up Madden 20, it's the Madden 19. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. No different. Hey, at least the NCAA Football game comes out <sighs> next, in a few, next summer. Next summer. So Thank god. That should they can't disappoint that one. We all we, everyone has the hype of NCAA 14, the last one that came out. You can't screw up whatever Dude, they're going to call this one. College you Football have 24. no idea how excited I am for it. Yeah. I'm just going. You can't to... screw it up. They just yeah. can't because it it would it will ruin every hype they have. Like they should, like, you know, the uh, NCAA 14, like the remastered version, whatever mm-hmm. they call it, the guy that like updated it all. Yeah, the revamped. The re- Yeah, revamped. Just put that, ex- like everything that's in that game, it in the new game and people will be happy it'll yeah. be the easiest way to make millions of dollars yeah but they're gonna sc- I, it's ea they're gonna screw it up somewhere well, i'm they sure said they said
2: that they're not going to base it off the madden engine and they're gonna change it up that's a good starting so point i hope that they stick by that because if you do them if you put anything madden related into it oh my god it's gonna be riots i'm telling you yeah. the only thing the best thing about ncaa football was it was deaf different from madden
0: yeah yeah it was, it was different mechanics yes it's gonna be so great. It's going to be good. It's I can't
2: good. I can't wait. I mean, I get just definitely can't wait to play online against Hayden as Ohio State and then him his Kentucky well, that's Wildcats. that's not fair. And <laughs> it's just going to be a, just so much fun. I mean, it's going to be like real life. It really is. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, you probably win 40 to 2 because that's what the score would be in real life. Exactly. Yes, Kentucky only gets It's going to be great. Yeah.
2: And you can't trade players, you know. You just got to make the best of what you got. Well, it's they got to have
0: a transport portal. Oh yeah. You sign yeah. through the transport portal. But then
2: you got to recruit them. You can't just like automatically get it. You got to recruit them. So
0: that goes into it i, I mean, don't know not my forte i want to i want i want to ma-
2: said he's gonna take his uh his transfer portal guys from auburn to strip clubs and stuff no. him,
1: oh, yeah. i mean
0: that works for bama i'm telling you in louisville we do have few Freeze now so we yeah. better watch our words <laughs> 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 i want a feature where you can make your own school i want to drop a sc- i want to make lander university bearcats oh my gosh, <laughs> <on> the game. <laughs> Upload a logo and everything. Play the
1: Newberry no. Wolves. And the Yay. Erskine Flying Fleet. Put our flag football team limestone, on
0: there. <laughs> limestone. Uh, whatever limestone is. I can't think of it. Uh, do Saints. they have
1: a Saints? Do They yeah, have a, they, football team? a football team. Oh, they wow.
0: Division
2: two.
1: That's whack.
2: Yeah. I had a dollar scholarship to go there to play football.
1: Heck yeah, man. Yeah. That's pretty righteous. Yeah, they
0: wanted me to be the water boy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For a dollar a freaking semester. Yeah. Sign me up, Chief.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, good I, pretty good money in this economy.
2: They can give me some pencils. Money in this economy. No <laughs> books for my school. Not books, but notebooks and pencils.
0: Mm. Yeah. So that came
2: with a scholarship. Nice. Does it have a meal plan? Uh yeah, they give you a lunchable a day. It's me.
1: actually coming with some shade towards limestone too. Like yeah. Some of this is
0: Some of it's true. Some of it's <laughs> some of it's genuine. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! We play limestone in the cross soon. Lander does, so pull up for that if you want to disrespect them a little bit more.
1: Uh, we need to go to a tennis match.
0: Yeah, we've had a. Uh, they'll be on the weekend.
1: Yeah, no, they I've can- been, they had one canceled. I've recently, always been out of town, so yeah. yeah, they're pretty
0: entertaining. Yeah, I mean they're not like uh, the ones here, like at, at Jeff May. They're not like officiated, officiated. Mm-hmm. Like I think the players call their own shots. They do. D two, you know how it is. Yeah, but there's like a good dozen or two people that show up, so.
1: Well, fun. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, we have a good team. Yeah, so very, on like both 10, men's and women's, so like 10 yeah. in
0: the country right now, in whatever poll yeah. works off of. So yeah, it'll be successful. Well, hundredth episode. Yeah, well go. done, boys. Well That's done. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, Neato clap, game. Clap, congrats
1: clap, clap, to clap, us clap, clap. to making it this long.
0: Super duper. They said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done.
2: Well, yeah. here we be. Yeah, we're here.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have a. uh to, wrote us off. to listeners, you guys know about this. We did a photo shoot. We're going to have a poster come out soon for the hallway here, commemorating the 100 episodes. So, looking forward to that one. Well, uh, it'll be pretty. I think y'all look pretty good in it. Yeah, so, man. Yep. Yeah. Had to fix a little bit of. Had to make someone smile a little bit more. You know, AI helps. The whole word. I'm kidding. I'm
1: kidding. <laughs> okay. Digital art is not real art. No, I changed feel like you're my being, mind. Are you
0: being legit? No, I didn't have to fix any of y'all's faces.
2: I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you were saying it, but you backed off because you saw our reactions.
0: No, I'm chill. They were good pictures. Y'all look good in them, especially Chris. Wow. You tried your you tried your poses really hard. You know, we had the behind the back, the crossing arms in front.
2: I appreciate that, Hayden.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was very good. And just if you look at it, I just think I showed y'all a preview of it, the layers just to write out the names of every single episode and every single timestamp and everything of all that took forever. I can and imagine. I've been waiting to release it because I need to know how long this episode was and what I was going to title it. To finish off the poster so look out for that on instagram at off the bench xlr that'll be fun as well if someone is screaming outside but it's yeah, fine you know stuff happens yeah man yeah no one stared at us through the window which usually happens every episode so y'all yeah. miss it but i catch it every time someone walks by the station and stares at me through the window i catch it every time because
1: everybody's usually in here playing music you know in the dark in the corner and we're in here you know there's three of us i mean we're all wearing jerseys today yeah, Like, so, what's going on in there yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah exactly yeah, Auburn. Who, who's your jersey? Philip
1: Watson Kirkon, R.I.P.
0: And Chris got a new Fields jersey. Do yes. like, like the Auburn? it looks like the Auburn jersey. It does. They're very similar. Yeah, I mean, is the stripe the exact same on the shoulder? No, no. His uh, uh, middle stripe is lar- larger than mine, but it still goes. It still goes navy orange navy. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's very close. We had it first.
0: Yeah, and I got Charlotte FC on. That is true. Represent. Yeah. Well, it depends. When did you make
2: that color?
1: We've been orange and blue since we were school.
2: But have you had that? Design, is what you mean?
1: Dude, since I've been alive, at least, yeah.
2: Because I know they were wearing leather helmets, and God knows. Well, what yeah, but we haven't changed. I feel like that jersey design hasn't changed too too much.
1: Actually, I, I mean, Bo Jackson wore the same color, so. When did the? That's bo- at least to the eighties,
2: fifties, sixties. Yeah,
1: I mean the they were one of the first teams. So. Yeah,
0: they were one of the like them yeah. and the Packers. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Word up, gentlemen! I'm ready to go make some chicken.
2: What kind of chicken you got?
1: I have not a clue.
2: I'm ready to go practice
0: some football. Black yeah. like football, yep. I'll be the only one
2: out there. But I'll I'll be out there enjoying it, getting my cardio in.
0: Chris, don't shade me.
2: Are you not coming, Hayden?
0: I need dinner. Okay, so Hayden's not coming.
2: I definitely know Ryan, Zion, and everybody else isn't coming. No Des? Shoot, you think Des is going to come? Des could come and chooses not to.
0: Chris, if you want to have the post up there from rugby, you can just practice field goals. It's probably the We'd same thing. We never kick field goals. Yeah, but you never hurt to practice. Yeah, it hurts to practice. <laughs> for Whoa. We'll, we'll see you out there. Maybe we'll see.
2: You better, or I'll go up to your house, which is right across the way, and just drag you out there.
0: I'll lock the doors. It'll be tough.
2: Really? Yeah. Chad'll let me in.
0: Chad's not there right now. Maybe I don't know. I don't know what he's up to.
2: The dog'll let me in.
0: Yeah, we trained him. That. We trained him well. Right. Trained him well. Well, that'll do it for a hundred. Yeah, man. Congrats to all of us. It'll be on the wall when we sign it that. You know, first show to 100, that's kind of been our mantra this whole this whole last season uh, and everything of that. So big props to us. And we'll get to about 104, I think, 103 on our schedule currently before we graduate of shows in this station. So all you listeners, stay tuned for that. It's going to be an exciting last month of Off the Bench. Got some guests coming up as well, like we mentioned. So looking forward to that. Some draft preview stuff next week. Again, Wednesdays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m every Wednesday here on XLR Landing University Radio. Remember to follow us on our social media and our podcasting network. We're available at Off The Bench XLR on Instagram and on podcasts. We are available on all major platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen. Just download those apps and look up Off The Bench and you can listen to all 100 episodes of Off The Bench once this one is uploaded tonight. Again, that is Off The Bench on all major podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you listen. Remember to stay in the game and off the bench, and have a good night.